Eagles have rewritten their history books. The North Queensland Cowboys have annihilated the West's Tigers. It's been a massacre. 74 to nil. Yep, 74-0 Cowboys over the West Tigers. Hasn't been a great couple of weeks for New South Wales against Queensland teams, have to say, in the NRL. To talk it through, we've got our regular on Wednesday, Scott Sattler. He's part of the SEN League family, host of Sports Day New South Wales. Scotty, welcome. Hey, Duff, how are you? Yeah, I suppose uh, the two scorelines over the weekend, 74-0 and 66-0, probably equivalent in AFL terms to getting beaten probably by 150 and not scoring a behind or a goal. Or maybe 171 by Sydney at the SCG, which happened to West Coast a couple of years ago, Scotty. Uh, It's a pretty big flogging, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's embarrassing for the players involved. And what you'll want to do when you're on the bat, when you're on the end of one of those hidings is you can't wait to get back out on the field to try and rectify it. And a lot of times teams usually do the week later. Duff, I, I mean, I've been part of those floggings. I've been part of multiple, you know, 64 points to six. I've never been beaten to a, to a duck egg. But in saying that, um, it is. It's just disheartening. And you start to question your ability to be able to play at that level. And um, but I, I, what I do know is you can't wait to get back out uh, on the field. You're, you're a little bit demoralised for the first couple of days, but then your training, for some reason, peaks at, an, at a completely new level um, that you probably haven't had in, in recent weeks. And uh, results like that, they sneak up on you, and there's nothing you can do during the game. It's just the overwhelming pressure that the opposition's putting on you. There's just nothing to withstand it. So what we've seen in the AFL this year with West Coast, Scotty, is that other teams get very assertive with them because they know they're weak and they come after them. That happens a bit, I guess, in rugby league as well, does it? They just get they get on the front foot. You're constantly on the back foot. You can't stave them off, and uh, and it becomes a it's like an avalanche. It just keeps rolling over the top of you. Well, I, I suppose the difference, Duff, with, with AFL is the field is so much bigger that. If um, if you've got three or four really flat players in your side, uh, fatigue-wise, it's really easy to take advantage of it from an AFL perspective because there's just so much room, so much space, yeah, you know, so much space to lead out and just you know and not be challenged. And um, and we're seeing that a lot with with West Coast is capitulating really early on in the game. But uh, in rugby league, what happens when you get to that point is you start becoming individualised, if that makes sense, and you start saying, right, I'm going to try and change things. Just for myself, I'm not going to worry about anyone else in the team. I'm just going to worry about trying to you know, protect my position and my jersey in the team next week. And that's a really, it's a good position to be in, but it's also a dangerous position to be in because if you try and do things on your own, when you've got a, you know, a team of three, four, five coming at you at once, well, that's when it gets worse. What you've got to do is collectively in groups of three and four, you've got to say, right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it together. and We're going to hopefully try and change the... Yeah, the momentum the opposition's got. And you can do that in a confined space in rugby league, where in AFL it's a lot more difficult when you've got so much more space. What does it mean for Tim Sheens as coach, Scotty? Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm a huge protector of Tim Sheens because he's a, he's a wonderful man. He's been one of the great coaches of all time, one of the great minds of rugby league, and we shouldn't lose him. We shouldn't drive a man like Tim Sheens out of the game. We need to utilise him. Now, the success and plan they've got, and they have always said from day one, is 23-24, he will coach and he will oversee Benji Marshall, former great of the game, one of the greatest, if not the greatest Kiwi player we've ever seen, and a great student of the game as well, highly articulate and intelligent Benji is, that he will eventually take over in 25. Now, many are saying, 
they need to parachute him in right now. I don't think they need to sway away from the plan that they originally had. I think, you know, they've always said they're going to be on the end of some hidings, and they've had a few of those this year. I think what they're doing right now is Benji's doing a lot of the coaching, but Tim is doing a lot of the deflecting. And what I mean by that is he's attending the media conferences. He's the one that's putting the flak jacket on. He's the one that's willing to take all the shots to the body while Benji gets protected from that right now. And you don't want to lose a a man like that to rugby league, so to the game. So they need to have him in some capacity. I think, I think, I do agree that probably 24, Benji needs to be thrown into the role. And Tim Sheens becomes the director of coaching or the, or the general manager of rugby league. He just he continues to mentor and help Benji through the pitfalls of, of coaching. But I don't think they need to stray away from their plan just yet. It wasn't the only big smacking that happened in the NRL on the weekend. The Knights over the Dogs, 66 zip. That was pretty big as well. It was. I suppose the difference was the Cowboys over the West Tigers. You've got a team like the Cowboys that have been slowly building momentum, slowly getting back to the side that many of us thought would probably challenge for a premiership this year. And and now that all their players have been playing Origin, their mindset is in an Origin mindset. So Origin came around at the perfect time for the Cowboys and their Origin players have taken their team to another level. Then the concerning part for the Bulldogs is they got beaten by a team that haven't been much better than the Bulldogs this year, the Newcastle Knights. So their coach, Adam O'Brien, has come under. Yeah, he's had the crosshairs on him, and he knows he's got the crosshairs on him, but it's just taken the pressure off him a little bit more for another couple of weeks while yeah, the Knights bolt, you know, bask in the in the glory of a 66-0 win. They get a bye this week, so they get to bask in it for two weeks. So um, the difference was the Newcastle Knights haven't been travelling that great this year, have been very underwhelming, and still to be beaten by 66 by them. There are some concerns of the Bulldogs. So what does it mean for the Dogs, mate? Where are they at and where do they go from here? Well, there's not far, There's not much they can do. They've, they've actually immediate release for a young Toby Sexton, who's a young halfback 5'8 from the Gold Coast Titans, who had a great year last year with the Titans and started this year in the halves. And um, he has, he's gone immediately to the Bulldogs. Now, he's not the overall answer, but... They've got a lot of young players that haven't played a lot of first grade. So it's just getting those guys, getting them to 50 or 60 first grade games and getting them to understand what, what first grade is like. Now, Phil Gould, their general manager of rugby, rugby league, he's, he's played his cards really smart at the start of the year. He said, yeah, we've got a new coach. We've got some good signings. We've also got a lot of young players. So we're not going to make the eight, but we're going to do our best in trying to make our way towards the eight. You know, 2024 and mostly 2025 are going to be our years. And I think he's hit the nail on the head to be corner. So again, it's a little bit like the West Tigers. It's just it's just a, a situation, Duff, where they've just got to continue to stick together and um, and not fall apart as a club, and just believe in what they're trying to head towards, and don't stray away from that. But they yeah, they've just got to start at least competing a little bit more in games to satisfy the fans. A defiant Brad Fittler, not necessarily done as New South Wales coach, as far as he's concerned. Yeah, I'm hearing that he that he will get the job next year unless he decides to to decides to walk away himself. And I, I think he deserves he deserves to make the decision himself, Duff, because he has been one of the great rugby league players. He's not only one of the greatest Blues players of all time, but he but he's also given a lot back to the game, whether it's through charities, whether it's through communities, whatever it may be. So I think he deserves to decide what he wants to do for next year, um, and. Like you'd expect from any champion in any field, whether it's business or sport, 
he wants to go down swinging, and and that's what he's done. He believes he's picked a team that'll that'll do their best to win the game, and and he'll go down swinging. And that's I wouldn't expect anything else from Brad Filler. When he was a player, Duff, he was yeah, he was a he was a brutal uh, a brutal uh, opponent. Like he was a he was a master in his in his position, but most of all, he just he challenged every little play, and I wouldn't expect anything less from him as a coach as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I remember Brad Fittler playing uh, State of Origin. He was a great, great player. Does State of Origin three mean anything now, Scotty? Does it is it still big, big, or is it a bit a bit of an irrelevance now that Queensland have uh, pinched the series? Well, it, it depends where Game Three is played, Duff. It's funny. It's funny the way that politics and, and the fans work in rugby league. The New South Wales media, well, they just eat their own. They've just been just. They're trying to get Freddie sacked. They're trying to, you know, they talk down about any of their selections and and any of the decisions that they make. And Queensland have won the series, so they've got the ability just to fly under the radar, to be quite honest. But if Game Three was in Queensland and New South Wales had won the series. It would be fifty-two and a half thousand. It would be a sellout, and Suncorp Stadium would be would be humming at the seams. But when it's on the flip side, New South Wales fans they they'll find something else to do. If that makes sense, yep. two two completely different mindsets when it comes to the overall decision. So uh, and the overall outcome. So because Game Three is in New South Wales, at this moment we're not expecting a sellout of eighty-three thousand, but. You know, I'd like to think come Monday, Tuesday, when there's still some tickets available, that New South Wales fans are going, you know what, no, I've gotten over the emotion of losing the series. I'm just going to go along and and go to Origin and support the Blues and see whether we can get some pride back. So it's going to be interesting how it plays. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, I'm, I'm fearing the future of Origin. You've got to remember, Queensland went eight in a row, and New South Wales fans still turned up. They still believed. But the difference was, Duff... The New South Wales Rugby League, for more reports, paid Paul Gallon as a player and captain to promote the Origin Series by saying comments like, Queensland has got two heads and um, we're going to bash Queensland. And So New South Wales Rugby League needs to do exactly the same. They need to find a player that's willing to step outside the comfort zone and promote uh, promote the Origin Series when you've lost the series and, and wear the black cape. I'm not sure who will do that, but... I think it's not a bad, uh, not a bad approach. Yeah, I think there'll always be state of origin, mate. I expect a game of an extraordinarily high standard next week, and uh, uh, it will still be, I think, one of the highlights on the sporting calendar. Scotty Sattler, always a pleasure to talk to you, mate. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show today, and uh, all the best with the calls over the weekend. No worries, Gus. Thanks very much, mate. Scott Sattler, he's part of the SEN League family. He's host of Sports Day, New South Wales and Queensland. We'll be back with more of your text messages that have come through on the Temperate Bedshed text line. That is 0487 736 736 after the break.